Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. The Singapore's first multi currency mobile wallet, Utrip, is the first multi currency fintech issuer in Singapore to be granted the MasterCard prepaid license. They partnered with MasterCard and EasyLink to launch in Singapore in August last year. Utrip will take over from EasyLink as an issuer and stored value facility holder of Utrip accounts. What does all this mean for you? We're going to find out with Cecilia Chu, co-founder and CEO of Utrip. Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us in Influence. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Thank you. So tell us, how does securing this principal license from MasterCard mark a milestone for Utrip? Does this mean we can expect more in terms of expansion from you here in Singapore? So it is a very significant milestone for the company. And I would say it is really the first homegrown Singapore-based multi-currency mobile wallet company to be able to be given the principal issuing license directly from MasterCard. So what it means to us is that we are able to own a larger portion of our licensing and infrastructure and it will allow us to turbocharge our product development efforts going forward and also our regional expansion plans. Okay, so it's yes for expansion. This paves the way for more. Absolutely. So in terms of our expansion plan, this partnership with MasterCard is really a regional one. And Southeast Asia is really as a region that is tremendously exciting to us. We really like the opportunity that we see here. In Southeast Asia, we feel that the demographics is very young and with very large pockets of segments who are either unbanked or underbanked. So we think the opportunity is huge here. And also for Utrip in particular, we have still the opportunity to be the first mover in a couple of the other Southeast Asian markets, just like what we have done in Singapore, to build the best-in-class multi-currency mobile wallet for travelers. How will this new milestone impact Singaporeans in terms of travel in any way? Yeah, so this milestone to us is really close to heart. Singapore is where we started. This is where our home is. And by owning our infrastructure, a larger part of our infrastructure will allow us to move a lot faster in our execution for new product features. And our Singapore users will be able to see a lot of these changes coming online in the mobile app very soon over the next few months. Just to say a few, there are a couple aspects. First of all is on the personal finance management side, uh, you'll be able to see a lot more budgeting tools, easier search for transactions and so forth. And also another aspect is we also collect our remittance license directly from Monetary Authority of Singapore this year, along with this transition plan. And so you can expect us to venture into new and additional line of product areas, new financial services going into the next year. Wow, thanks for the heads up, Cecilia. Okay, whenever we do a show on multi-currency wallets, listeners have lots of questions. So this is a very uh, often asked listener question, but maybe you can shed some light on what your value proposition is, Utrip, compared to similar cards offered by other companies or services like TransferWise, Revolut, and Instaram. What is your value proposition? Yeah, this is a great question. So the market that we're going after, it's a very sizable one. 
So if I look at Singapore alone, the outbound travel, you know, each year Singaporeans are actually spending more than 20 billion in US dollars when they're traveling overseas. So with this kind of market size, we certainly expect a competitions. And, you know, I would say a lot of these foreign competitors come in because we are the largest, we are the leader in the market in our space, then they naturally would take us on. So in terms of U-Trip, I would say our advantage is that I guess we are very lucky. We have been able to enjoy a full year of being the first and only fintech play in Singapore. And through this experience, we really have built a brand that many of our users love and deeply engage with. And also, if you look across all the products in the market, our foreign exchange rates are the best. And we are able to deliver that because of the growing volume of business that we have been able to gather in the market itself. So um, I would say now that we have our MasterCard license, uh, we can turbocharge our product development efforts. I would say going into next year is an exciting time for us. It's going to be battle, but I would say as a homegrown player, we believe that we will win with Singaporeans. U-Trip has been granted the MasterCard prepaid license. It is its own card issuer and it's also partnered with EasyLink to launch in Singapore. It did so in August last year. U-Trip taking over from EasyLink as the issuer and stored value facility holder of U-Trip accounts. What does this all mean for you? Cecilia, in terms of fees, what are the fees for this prepaid U-Trip card with MasterCard? How do they compare with other foreign exchange debit cards powered by MasterCard? love to share more. So I would say U-Trip Weave were founded on the commitment to our users that it is absolutely free. There's no fee to use our product. And we are true to our mission even until today. So when we compare across our fees, well, you know, first of all, we have the best foreign exchange rates that I have already covered in our last segment. But also in terms of the fees, what you don't see in our product mm. is markup in the foreign exchange rates, let's say during weekends or on off trading hours. Uh, That is something we don't do. Uh, We see some of the competitors would do so. And the other part is, although the exchange could be free, but actually when you spend, we do see that some of our competitors will be charging an extra fee on top. So while everyone in the market may claim that they have, you know, very compelling for an exchange rate, but I think for consumer standpoint, I think it's really important to really look through and see whether there are additional fees or markups during those, you know, off trading hours and also in particular transactions. E-payments are really gathering steam and we know that in 2020 the Payment Services Act is going to take effect. How exactly do you see this act uh, impacting the current payments landscape? Mm. So um we are incredibly supportive of where the regulations is moving towards. Fundamentally, this is going to provide better consumer protection in the market. So we are incredibly supportive of that movement. So for us, actually, U-Trip, although we were only live in the market for one year, but if you look at when we launched, we have a partnership with EasyLink. So, you know, what that means is we have always put consumer interests, high importance and priority around our security and compliance measures by partnering with EasyLink. As you know, they are fully owned subsidiary of the Land Transport Authority. They were also a licensed, widely 
accepted store value facility for a decade. So we have always been partnering with a very safe and prudent organization to start on day one. And we have been doing a lot in, in terms of making our program as safe as possible. So now that the payment bill is coming in place next year, we, we see this as a very positive development from our standpoint, because for one, we have always been very safe and prudent in the program that we have set up. We have tried to always put up a very robust execution in everything we do. Two is, I think for some of the wallet players who haven't been paying as much attention in the regulatory compliance aspects, I think for them, they may have a harder time to adjust to the new regulations. So since you trip completed pre-Series A funding back in May earlier this year. I understand if I look at the numbers, you've doubled the number of app downloads to over 400,000. Your team is expanded to beyond 100 in Singapore and Hong Kong. How else has the pre-Series A funding helped the company grow? So as part of the intended use of the funds that we have also communicated back then, it's uh, certainly around our regional expansion plans. Um, so uh, for that, you would be able to see us in the news extremely soon in another Southeast Asia market that we're going to launch. But I think what I can also share is what we have learned in our first launch in Singapore and how we can carry this forward in terms of our new expansions into new markets. When we reflected on our journey in Singapore, I think some of the things that really work out for us is one, we are the first mover as a non-bank, as a fintech player. We think that really gives us tremendous runway to build out a brand from scratch that people start to trust, people start to use, you know, being a very, very focused player in the space we're in and really uh, serving the travelers' needs to the greater extent as we can. I think being that first mover is very important and we certainly see that same opportunity in the additional market that we are launching soon. And secondly, we also have partnership with a household brand. Now we know being a fintech product, one of the key buying factors and also potentially the barrier for new entrance to come is to earn the trust of consumers. And we have found that by working with very established partner, that was a tremendous stepping stone for us to do that off the bat. So you will also see us employing similar uh, strategy uh, when we grow in other markets, where we will be localizing not only our team, our product, but also having a very strong local partner that we can work with in terms of building out that credibility day one. Cecilia, before we let you go, before you joined Utrip, you worked with China's leading online wealth management platform, Lufax, and global payments company, QF Pay. Where does Singapore stand in terms of advancements in mobile payments compared to China, which, you know, benchmarks as the leader in the mobile payment space? I think Singapore is growing and evolving, progressing at a very, very impressive speed. So, you know, when I was in China, that was about five years ago, and that was really where I got a lot of inspiration from. At that time, I think you're right, China is a bit ahead of the curve. And in that experience, when I was the head of cross-border trade and product strategy at Lufax, I was studying the all the strategies by End Financials or Lufax, you know, every day. And what I was inspired was what technology can do to better how everyday people manage their money. And it really makes me believe five years ago that people will be 
be managing their money and doing more on their mobile phone down to a level where they can, you know, pay each other in their mobile phone. They can buy anything with transact with any merchants. And I think that belief has been implanted in my mind when I was working there five years ago. Um, of course, now with Utrip and uh, also have been working in Singapore for the last three years, I would say this market has been growing and progressing and consumers are so open-minded in adopting new products. I think that the pace is just really impressive. If I look at the market today, I wouldn't say it is far behind any markets around the world at all. Well, great talking to you. We look forward to that headline saying which market Utrip is headed to next. That's co-founder and CEO of Utrip, Cecilia Chu. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.